0: Oh, what is up, mate community? It is another episode, and we are coming in hot today. Uh, I've got all sorts of people in this studio with me right now. There are people everywhere. It is a full house in here. Uh, I do have the uh, the, uh, the ever-present, the-
1: You just have no good uh, words to say. I don't. Say. I don't.
0: I'm the most <laughs> awkward person I know. Um, the person that affectionately says that I'm the brother they never wanted. Preach. And she's the sister I didn't ask for. Um, Amanda is hey. in the room. You doing good? I'm good. Hey, we got a big day in here today.
1: I know. I'm excited. Okay. So we
0: got, we got definitely our repeat offender is here, Rebecca Hamlin. You were back in, <laughs> hey. in the studio with us, which I'm really yeah, glad about. I'm
2: excited about it.
0: But because of what you preached on Sunday, um, which we talked about friends that are friends forever, um,
1: everybody has them.
0: Nope. Uh, what are you Whoa. singing wow um mm-hmm. we should start the episode over um because <laughs> i i'm not editing that out <laughs> that's horrible I really wish uh, would, but. but because of your topic we decided man we're going to bring some of your friends into the studio today um not that me and amanda are not your friends but um we're not friends like the friend that's across the table from me yep. right now and this is a person that has told me repeatedly yeah i'm, I'm not going to be on a podcast nope I'm not going to be on a microphone. I'm not going to be on camera. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I've heard a lot of what they're not going to do, but they keep doing it. And uh, and so Christine Simpson is on the across the table Woo-hoo. from me. Hello, and uh, oh, you know what? Let's let's give you a little like little yeah. podcast Aww. like love. Um, like. <laughs> Uh, but but you are on a microphone today.
3: I am. Yeah. This is kind of insane. Yeah. it's it's <laughs> But excited. it's really, really exciting yeah. that
0: you're in here. And uh, this is the least scary thing we've asked you to do in all these realms, by the way. Like, this is just sitting at a table. The difference is you have headphones on and a microphone. That's the only difference. I mean. She
1: literally runs our baptisms. And yeah. this is scary.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she's affectionately run 1,100 plus people through yeah. baptism in the yeah. last yeah. two years. But she's like, I don't want to sit up in that room with three other people and talk. <laughs> like,
2: not only scared. that, but she keeps Chris in line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's oh, rough. Oh, true. True, that's, true story. That's, Nobody else uh, can do it. No, no,
0: that, that, it's true. It actually takes two full-time people to do that, yeah. and they're both in this room right yep. now. Both of them. That is actually, I'm not. I'm not sure on the Rebecca front. Um, uh, you know what? I think. I think you're probably a little more like me in this realm yes. of like. There's a lot of people that probably keep us both that's in line. Absolutely. And uh, somehow they call us boss in the arenas that we're in, but. I don't think that's just Sonia is my boss Yeah, by far. She's my boss. Oh yeah. Oh, Laura's definitely my boss. Yeah. No no doubt. Yep. I, without her, I'm screwed. I yep. got nothing. I, no food. No, I'd never nothing. eat. No I food. forget to pay my bills. <laughs> I'd be in jail for tax evasion. Not because I don't want to pay my taxes. I just forget. Uh, yeah. Um, so man, I'm excited you're in here, both you guys. And, um, this last weekend, Rebecca, I, I feel like I tell you this after every time you speak, but it's just, it, it's true. After every time you speak, like you're your ability to communicate just keeps elevating. Every time I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, she's hit her cap. Like, this is where she's going to live in this space. You just go, no, not, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go here. And uh, and I people don't really know the behind the scenes of how we get to a stage on Sunday, but we like we do a run-through on Tuesdays, and then we have a critique feedback, which sometimes it's a feedback, sometimes it's a... Really? Nothing? Y'all ain't going to give us anything? Um, but you went through feedback on Tuesday, and there was a lot of feedback came in, good feedback. So I'm like, okay, well, you can take it or leave it. And then um, you showed back up on Sunday, and like I told you Tuesday, like it was fire Tuesday. You came back Sunday, and it just went to a whole nother level. And Christine, you're in that feedback session, and, yeah. and you're you're in run through. So you get to see it from really at the whole inception to birth of a message. You get to see it all. And uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, Sunday's message, I had so many people walk out and go, that – that was one of the best messages I've ever heard on this topic. And it was so good.
1: We got a lot of feedback on social media too. Tons. Everybody. Yeah.
0: Tons. And I, you know, and I get the nature of the beast too. There's people that said to me Sunday, they're like, wait, you're not preaching. Well, oh, I'm sad. And I'm like, shut up. yeah. Don't be sad. Yeah, um, You're about to hear a better sermon. Um, and, and, you, and then they sent me a message like, we're sorry, we were wrong. You're yep. right. I was like, thank yep. you. I'm not right very often, but I was right about this one. <laughs> um, talk to me about, because Rebecca, I feel like you leaned into this one even harder than normal because- Uh, I feel like this is really near and dear to your heart, um, friendship and community. And uh, I feel like you live this out deeply. But why did this touch such a spark inside of you? Because I feel like you communicated at a different intensity than I've seen you communicate before.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a really important topic. I think because there have been times in my life, certainly where I feel that uh, absence of community. I felt that absence of community, and and know what that's like, and and kind of how painful that can be. But I also know um, both Chris and I are very deeply relational, and have always really invested in relationships and community, and and our lives are better because of it. And and so. I think uh, friends have been so important to us, and, and those relationships have been so meaningful. When I look back on my life, on the different people that were, were part of our lives, uh, they've, just, they've just made it richer, more fun, uh, more exciting, but also just people to be there with you to support you through the tough times. And, and specifically, which I talked about on Sunday, just the friends that point you to Jesus. I think there's something just deeper and more meaningful there and those kinds of connections.
0: Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. And uh, that's why Christine, I love having you in this conversation because you're one of those friends. I watch you, how you interact with people just on our staff, but then I've watched you inside of the context of these friends that you're you're entwined with. And uh, talk to me about just the importance of this community to you of friends that, I mean, we saw your guys' beautiful J.C. JCPenney picture <laughs> on the screen on Sunday. Um, and so like for, for you, what is What does that mean for you, this whole context of friendship?
3: Yeah, um, I loved what you said in your message about how, um, you know, seek out the messy people, <laughs> the people that um, you can pour into and they can pour into you. And um, I just, I find that to be such a, I don't know, it's like a safe place where you can just be yourself and I don't have to have it all together and um, it just and they see in me what i don't see in myself i think that's yep. the biggest piece
0: yeah well and i have had the privilege to step into moments of of this group of friends like we've we've sat around your pool we've sat in your kitchen we've taken crazy photos at halloween parties <laughs> uh-huh. and, um, i had my 80 year old dad in your living room during the uh, oh yeah that was awesome <laughs> during the epic like 90s hip hop super bowl party that we were all like grooving out to Snoop Dogg and Dre and my dad was like I got no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> um, and I was like, it's okay, dad. It's good. Uh, that's good. Um, but I've, I've watched this whole thing in just as an outsider coming in. Um, I remember the first time I hung out at y'all's house and I, I walked out at the pool and you and Paul were out at the pool and uh, Chris was hanging out out there and a couple other people. And I walked out and I'm like, well, we'll see what these people are like. Mm-hmm. like Cause I'm, I'm out there, you know? And I, it, and right away it was like, boom, you're in the family. Like it just, you brought everybody in and I think there's something beautiful about that. Amanda, you've kind of got to experience Mm -hmm. this a little bit too. Like just speak into just what you observe and then how it's impacted you and your family as well.
1: Um, I actually moved to Oregon and I had no friends. So when I moved back, I was very lonely and I had that lonely mindset, but then I started coming to Pantano and building a community. But when I started working here, I got people like Christine who she lifts me up, builds me up. Yep. Like she's always positive and like pours into me every single day. Then I have Chris who's always positive and he checks. like, it's weird. I'll have a bad day. And I get a text from Chris. Hey, just checking on. I'm like, how do you know? It's really weird. But I've been to the Christine Hamlin's house. Christine tells him. She does. <laughs> that's it. Uh, but I've been to the Hamlin's house as well. And it was crazy. Like, you show up and there's so many people there that I do know, don't know. And you just feel like you're at your house. And we're all, I mean, people are throwing people in the pool. My son's hanging out with other kids. It's <laughs> its like its own little community itself that, like, yep. builds me up every single time I'm around them. And it's imperative to feel that way and feel safe, like you said.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that's the beauty of you know what this is now yesterday you talked about like we're created for relationship we're created for friendship this weekend i'm actually preaching on singleness and, and loneliness um which kind of piggies back but we're, we're going to hit our singles really uh just really hard this week in a really healthy way but why, why unpack a little more like why do you think god created us for relationship with each other and he didn't just go i'm enough just hang out with me
2: yeah i mean you know one of the things i shared sunday that i think is so true is that um relationships are some of the most tangible expressions of Christ in in my life and I think um, I th- I think Jesus in a lot of ways is enough and yet I think he uses people I think he uses relationships in our lives to encourage us uh, to love us to support us to carry us um, through difficult things and so I think I think God, that relationships is just another avenue that God uses uh, to, to speak to us, to love us, to, to teach us things. So I think those relationships, I, I, you know, what we talked about on, on Sunday is that God is in community with himself. That's the, the Trinity. Um, and so he created us in his image. And um, so I think we're deeply relational by nature of that. And I think there's just so much meaning that comes in those kinds of meaningful intentional yeah. connection. Yeah.
0: Well, now Christine, I'll have this a little bit because there's been moments where, like this last Halloween at the Halloween party. You yeah. showed up and I was like, Hey, where's Paul? And you're like, Paul's doing exactly what he likes to do right now. Sitting around a fire enjoying an evening by himself.
3: <laughs> um,
0: and my wife's an introvert by nature, but, uh, but she loves being with people, but she, it, she's naturally an introvert and like, and she's naturally sketchy of all people. Um, she's like the people you're talking about yesterday that were like, Hey, if you could build a cabin in the woods and not have to deal with people, my wife would be like, <laughs> that's me. Perfect. Let's yeah, roll. Paul said,
3: "Hallelujah." <clears throat>
0: right, right. They would be neighbors on the mountain, you know, not close enough like to see each other, but like seven miles away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'd see a smoke signal yeah. and be like, "Oh, no, Paul's out by the alive. fire." Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, but as a as an extreme extrovert, that's married to not an extreme introvert, but definitely an introvert. Uh, and Christine, I think you're you're pretty extroverted. Um, but- I think you're pretty extrovert. You are more than you know. More yeah. than you know. <laughs> yes. Um. And 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 Paul, I think people sometimes think Paul would be the extrovert and you're the introvert. I think it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you, you're kind of like, hey, there's a party, let's roll. Like I'm in. Yep. Like I, especially if it's my people, like I want to be there. <laughs> That's Where I, I love Paul is like, go have fun. <laughs> like I will see you when you get home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but how does that play out in your home of in these moments? Like even for for living with someone that may be introverted and mm-hmm. I'm not indicting Paul. I think there's something beautiful about the introvertedness of my wife and of, uh, because when they have friends, they're really deep friends. Mm. Oh yeah. Like if Paul, I feel like if Paul's in with somebody, like he's in like now, if you, if you do something to hurt him, you're like, you're dead to him. Uh, that would be my guess. I, I don't know that for a fact. Cause I love <laughs> him and he loves me, I think. Um, but my wife's that way. She's yeah. like, uh, you're in great. You, you screw me over. Yeah. yeah. You're dead to me. I like you're that. out. Um, how does that play out in your home?
3: Um, I think especially, I don't know, the past few years, I've just kind of realized that, um you know i I do want to be social, and I do want to enjoy company with my friends. And if he doesn't, that's okay, too. You know, he is enjoying time with himself. and um, I don't know, there's there's really no hard feelings anymore where he used to be like, oh, you know, you don't want to be with
0: me. Yeah, well, I think that's the beauty of it is understanding other people have different needs. Um, like even within like I look at I look at my friend group, I've got friends that it's like, Man, I'm a lot for them because I'm I'm a lot. And and then I got other friends I look at and I'm like, you're the one that's a lot, not me. Like, if I think you're a lot, you're a lot. But we we all kind of make concessions for each other to go, oh, this is what you need. This is what you need. This is how we interact. Um, you you mentioned something yesterday, Rebecca, that just friendships are like people are messy. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like,
0: how do you tell people that may have an extreme introversion or extreme extroversion? Like, how do you manage that when you do have people that are like, I'm good if I don't see another human being for like the rest of my life, and other people are like, I got to be around people constantly.
2: Yeah, you know, I think the introvert extrovert thing is is really interesting. I think regardless, uh, we're created for relationships. So figuring out what that looks like that may not be a party, uh, but making sure that you're intentional about smaller uh, connections and opportunities to invest in, and and uh, to be with people that really feed your soul. Because really, I think sometimes people misinterpret introversion as not wanting to be around people. And that's actually mm-hmm. not true at yeah. all. I agree. I think, in fact, I do think, uh, my best friend who I talked about yesterday, Maria, um, she's introverted. up uh, and so what that means for her is I would just rather be with one friend or, mm-hmm. or two friends, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't really want to go to a party with a bunch of people I don't want to know. I, I don't know. And that's or okay. Or I don't want to know. Yeah, you're I, don't say, don't wanna I don't want to know. know. You, know you, you were right Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't want to know. Yeah. And so um, I think that's okay, just making sure you have those connections in your life because we're better for it.
1: Yeah. So we can actually go to the science side of it uh, like because you got the – God wants us to have relationships, yeah. but science shows that not just sleep, not just eating Absolutely. well, not all these things, but relationships and positive ones that uplift you, make you feel good are really good for your health. And yep. you people that live longer are the ones who are the happiest with the most connections in Solid relationship, even
2: if it's one. Yeah.
0: What maybe I heard one. Sunday was is people are going to start smoking. That's yeah. what I heard on Sunday. I know. You um, know what?
2: I said this at the eight thirty. <laughs> I heard and then you say I it didn't at eight thirty again. Yeah. because I was like, you might as well just take up chain smoke. Yeah, and then I was yeah. Like, well,
0: Maybe yeah. not. I actually thought that was hilarious. By the way, I was like, that's that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> that's real funny. As as I lit up backstage, dude, dude. no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, the, the science doesn't lie though that nope. you that you pulled out yesterday. Like, I, I mean, I was a little baffled that like it if you're out of relationship, if you don't have relationship, it affects your health, like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Like, yeah, it's crazy. That's wild. I, I mean, and there's some people are like, 15 is not that many. I mean, I smoke like six packs. I'm like, all right, well, stop that. That's a whole different conversation. You need better friends around you help you stop that. Um, but just leaning into that science a little bit, like I, we can take all the biblical truth, which I think is biblical truth, and we would all lean on that. Uh, but some people are like, okay, well, you guys preach, it's the Bible. But yeah. now you pull in this scientific piece and – and as, as what you do for a living, like I'd yeah. be interested to know from just a, the psychological piece, because I'm, I'm sure you see people in your practice all the time and all your counselors do. And now you, you're more than counseling, like your whole oh, wellness center, like yeah. there's, there's massage therapists and yeah. acupuncture all and, health and uh, wellness. I don't know. There's, uh, there's so many things going on over there that are amazing. Um, because you are talking to the full total, like health of a person, but where does this relational piece that does this stem through a lot of what you deal with on a daily basis?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I always tell people probably the number one reason that people reach out for uh, therapy, for support, is for relationships. Some of that's our relationship with our spouse. A lot of it is not having social connections um, of any sort, feeling incredibly lonely and alone, um, which is different than being by yourself, Mm -hmm. um, very different. And so... A lot of it is people sort of wrestling with that, like feeling like just they don't have the kind of people in their life that they want and they don't know how to get it. It's really hard. We joked around about it uh, a little bit on Sunday, but it's really hard to find friends when you're an adult. There's different stages of life that each sort of create uni- unique challenges. And so I hear people all the time that, that work alone or work from home and just don't know how to meet people, don't know how to have connections, but know that there's something in their life missing. Even people who are would not identify as Christians or believers um, that feel that sense of, of pain and absence. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that's the root of a lot of things is just, I have a friend that he goes, he goes to my therapist and he, he just jokes, he goes, well, that's my friend. I pay to be my friend every week. Mm. And it's like, but when you dig into that, it's actually a really true statement because when he digs deeper in and we've had those conversations, he's like, I just struggle with having relationships and he goes, at least I know there's one person that I can go talk to and they're not, they're not going to tell anybody what I'm telling them. Um, and they're going to lean in and say things to me that probably need to be said to me. Um, but he's like, I just, I, I have one paid friend every week. I pay that person to be my friend. And which part of me, I'm like, man, that's sad. And then there's another part of me. It's like, well, at least we have avenues where people can right. get yeah. that kind of help, you know? Um, so I'm intrigued by you alls story because I know both y'all, yes. y- you work here. You kind of work here like yeah. i mean um I'm in, this in between you're like yeah. you're like this fun contractor that we bring in you know we yeah. hang out with and mm-hmm. we but i feel like you're part of like staff yep. um but how, how did like i don't know the history like we're, we're the newbies on the block yeah, like totally. how did how did you guys come into friendship
2: yeah i actually don't totally remember that <laughs> we started talking about it before this teaching yeah. do you what do you remember
3: um well, I remember my first interaction with you. Um, must have been good <laughs> or something. This is my biggest fear in life right here. When somebody's
0: like, I remember my first interaction. I'm like, oh, oh no. Because I, gonna, I yeah. don't. And Do I'm tell. like, I'm an idiot. So.
3: Um, there was some event, uh, some kids event. We had the rock wall going outside. And you were in line with Jax. And I was like, hey, you're Chris's family. And you're like, yeah. And, uh,
1: <laughs> Who's this weirdo? <laughs> <laughs>
3: And no. That's where Christine became an introvert. <laughs> yeah, and then Christine
0: <laughs> offered you a cigarette, and uh, you were like, "Do you not want friends?" Yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, no, but um, definitely, uh, my husband had already been on the worship team, played bass since twenty thirteen, I think, and um, so um, that itself is just like instant community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just going to say that. Yeah, so cool. Um, I mean, you instantly have like forty friends, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's and that's what brought everyone in, together in that glorious picture of our jc penny yeah <laughs> actually
2: that's true Ev- everybody had a uh, a connection to the worship team they were either on the worship team or married to someone on the mm-hmm. worship team and we just do a lot of community with the the creative arts team by nature there's a great community there um and and that's who crispin's most of his time with so by default, I come along, mm-hmm. and so do some of the other <laughs> family members. So uh, we did get really connected. I don't, it, And it just was kind of different, but we've had a text thread going for like seven <laughs> years, like a group text thread That's with, amazing. Us, with the six of us, um, and it's mostly just ridiculous memes yeah I pray to God that my text thread with
0: my friends never gets out preach on preacher like if I die please burn my phone yeah like I mean I don't need people seeing what's going on in that that's that's crazy stuff you know
2: but I'll say this too Christine because this is true for you guys and it's true I know for the Andersons but a lot of us really our relationships deepened by serving together. And it was like Rocky point, um, serve our city. We've almost always done that together, um, as friends, which I think is a really cool piece of like, when we serve together, it just, it changes the dynamic Mm -hmm. of the friendship. And that's always been a really strong component of, of our friendships together. I was looking back at pictures and like, there was even a Christmas where we went and like set up this woman's house. Do you remember that for for Christmas? Yeah. For serve our city. And, um, We've just done also raking at ABC and mm-hmm. and of course several Rocky Point trips together. So we have a lot of memories together, fun memories, but we also have a lot of a lot of experiences of serving together. Yeah.
0: So how do you, okay seven years of friendship? That's I mean that's a long time. That's a number of completion in the Bible. Like you guys could be done right now. And people yeah. are <laughs> like, hey, you did it, good job. Rest. Um How do you cultivate? ongoing seven years. I got my best friend, Matt, you met Matt. He stayed at your Mm -hmm. house. Uh, Matt and I've been, we've been friends. He's an okay guy. I wouldn't say he's a great guy. He's an okay guy. Uh, we've (laughs) been, uh, I I don't, he doesn't. That's why I can say it. Um, (laughs) but we've been friends for now 30, gosh, 36 years. Um, and, and, you know, we live across the country and we moved and he stayed out East and I've been in all over the place. We went to college together and then we kind of separated after college, but it never fails. We just pick right back up where we left off. Um, but how do you cultivate seven years of like really deep relationship? Like I, I, and maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm ripping back band-aids that I don't need to, but it doesn't seem that you guys have had any like rifts. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Christine, I can't imagine anybody having a rift with you. No. Like, Although it's impossible. I messed
1: with her one time and oh, I've never seen someone I go feel, zero to gangster that <laughs> I've fast. I've told you she's got <laughs> yeah, some hood gangster. in her. Like she, she, she will there. cut you. It's I said, there. somebody said this. She said, who? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I was just kidding.
0: Like, when you get in the right spot, she'll cut you. you, yeah. like, you, I, I you just immediately step back. Oh, I did. <laughs> no, I yeah, well, she's it. like that EF Hutton. Remember the old commercial back in the day where it was like, I think it was a like a um, Oxyclean commercial. Remember those? And it was like, when so and so speaks, everyone listens, oh. and this girl's in the cafeteria and she starts talking about her Oxyclean, and everybody shuts up. Yeah, that's, that's Christine, Christine. Mm-hmm. because they're like, that girl's gonna cut you, even she, though she's sweet. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I mean, again, I may be ripping something back, I don't mean to, but. It doesn't feel like there's been like major rifts, but how have you guys navigated the ups and downs of friend seven years of friendship? There has to have been some disagreements from time to time.
2: Oh, there's a lot of mess. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, yes, I wasn't going to spill all the beans yes or <laughs> Sunday, <Beans> but. Do.
0: <laughs> but for the seven people that listen to our podcast, <laughs> you're about to learn some dirt. We went up to seven. Uh, yeah, Sweet. yeah. I met another couple this week that listens. It's nice. Hey
3: fan. go ahead. Um, I've been thinking about this, so. Um, Okay, so I'm an Enneagram 9. So um, I, in general... You're a peacemaker. I like to preserve my inner peace. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to get involved in mess.
0: As an 8, I like to blow your peace I'm, I'm like, wait <laughs> a minute. I, we're the opposite.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, these past few years, I just realized the value of leaning into that. That's where that deep connection comes from. When I try to avoid getting involved, avoid engaging, I'm in fact, um, creating the disconnection that I don't want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's, and that's so inverse to what people think. Mm -hmm. Like if I just keep the peace, everything's good. Uh, but then I go back to that scripture. I I use this with guys a lot is iron sharpening iron. And we, we kind of use that as a man thing, but the reality is if we're going to sharpen each other, when you sharpen something, sparks actually fly. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sparks go away to get sharper. There has to be some sparks fly to get you to that sharper spot. And I think when we avoid that sharpening, we get really dull mm-hmm. and the relationship gets dull and uh, nothing gets better. It actually, it gets worse when we don't actually deal with what needs to be dealt with. Um, Rebecca, I'd love to hear your feedback on that.
2: Yeah. I, <laughs> It ha- I mean, over seven years, we've gone through a lot together. In fact, I think our group has probably gone through more than, more than our fair share um, of messes, uh, both individually as families. Uh, we've had to support each other. So we've learned how to be there through good times, through hard times. And I think we've learned how to have really honest conversations and, um, and repair quickly. You know, I think there's always sort of a seeking to repair because there are misunderstandings. After seven years, you, you really should have some miscommunications, yes. some hurt feelings. If not, somebody's lying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always worry about, Christine, that I'm like probably offending her on the regs and she's just not mentioning it. <laughs> I stick it. around. <laughs> but she's got grace. I also think there's a, a, it's a lot of prayer and it's a lot of assuming the best of others. Mm-hmm. In general, in relationships is uh, repair quickly, talk through things, communicate. If if, if the relationship matters to you, um, then you can't quit when it gets hard.
1: I love that because I think that's something I've always struggled with is like I'm walking on eggshells because I don't want them to take something the wrong way and they just immediately turn their back. When in reality, you should look at somebody's intentions. Do they have pure heart, good intentions? And if they're coming from a good place, it might not feel good in the moment, yep. but talk it out, communicate through it if you care
2: enough to. And I think that really strengthens the relationship. And I think there's just been a commitment by all Mm -hmm. of us to Mm -hmm. say we want to stick through this Mm -hmm. and and we want to, we care about each other, we love each other, we want to continue to be in relationship Mm -hmm. with each other. Well, and I,
0: here's what's interesting what I'm watching right now, like uh, none of you have been there because you're not dudes, but we've been doing this thing on Mondays the last two weeks. We got one more this coming Monday and uh, I thought we'd have like 60 guys show up and And Mm -hmm. I called, and I called guys out pretty hard. Uh, I did think wrong. Um, But we, we've had almost 350 guys show up each, each Monday. And here's what I've learned. Like we're done at seven. Most guys have to go to work. Uh, But here's what, like, I was getting pictures yesterday from staff. They're coming into work and there's guys still in the parking lot now that have never met that are huddled up talking. Mm -hmm. I'm in the auditorium yesterday till eight o'clock hanging out with the guys. And like, there's this clamoring for community, clamoring for friendship. And um, obviously I'm not a lady. And i'm in a room full of them right now i mm-hmm. live in a house weird. full of them like this feels like my normal life right now um and except i don't have a rabbit running around the back of the room right now which is so stop it um <laughs> I, so just weird. trying to make you feel like you're at yeah, yeah, home yeah the rabbit doesn't do that that's oh. weird um he doesn't run around stiffing microphones for people to hear it uh but from i know from a guy perspective community is really hard like yeah. men don't naturally gravitate I, I shouldn't say that i'm not sure that's a true statement anymore I don't think men think they're supposed to naturally gravitate towards it, but I think they do. Mm. But society's told them, man up, you can do this on your own. Um, but anytime we give men the opportunity for community, they dive in. Um, it feels like the opposite a lot of times for ladies is like ladies naturally lean towards community. Um, and that's why I laugh in my house. I'm like, I probably naturally lean towards community. My wife's like, yeah, I'm good. If I don't me and the rabbit can hang out all day. In fact, I don't Mm -hmm. even want to see him half the day and he doesn't do anything. Um, but how does that play out in this realm? Because I I, I want to ask this question of, of ladies, because I think a lot of people think women naturally lean towards community, men naturally don't. I'm not sure that's a true statement. Um, I think everybody may naturally gravitate towards it, but why why is that the dichotomy, do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think a part of what you're saying is absolutely true, that there's just been this uh, emphasis on doing it on your own, on mm-hmm. hyper-independence. I also think uh Generally, there's some just gender stereotypes in our our world and our society um, that this is that this is more for women. That guys don't need people. I, I really think it's just hard for guys. They, you know, one of the things <clears throat> that's different about men versus women is men do things together. That's how they connect. Right. Where women sort of talk, you know, and men aren't talker. My husband doesn't want to talk yes. with other guys, but he will go. Well, I won't say all the things he, he does, but he'll he'll go hang out at a, a house around a fire, right? Well, well what, I'm just try well, not to you know, uh, throw shade. He's I not mean, I mean,
0: yeah, that's true. I mean, don't incriminate him. I mean, we don't need him to <laughs> exactly. You don't need to spend three to five, Chris. I'm, you know, I'm just, she's helping you out. That's good. Uh, uh, but yeah. he
2: will sit around a fire and and do things that guys like to do. I don't know what all that is. I'm not there, but um, so I think it is a little bit different. It looks a little bit different. Um, yeah. You know, we, we can sit around and just chat for hours.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I think, I think guys, they think that that's what community is. is, So they're like, I don't, I don't need all that. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's what we do. Like I've sat around a lot of fires with your husband and um, I've played a lot of golf with your husband, Mm -hmm. Amanda. And uh, I, I have deep conversations with Adam every time we're on the golf course. Yeah. You know, it's usually between a profanity that he throws after he's hit a shot into Never a gopher heard hole. such a thing. I'm, I'm sure just you kidding. haven't. That's a lie. Uh, I was going to say, you probably caused him to say it. <laughs> I um, taught him. Because I know you well. Yep. Um, I, I hang out with Chris a lot. And we, Chris and I have had some really deep conversations sitting around a fire pit with other guys. Uh, and it's it's the same thing. It's just packaged differently. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, uh, like, I hate the fact that there's some sort of weird stereotype that's been thrown on women like community men don't. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Well, uh, men I've,
1: need to meet men that don't believe that that's true. And then right. they get nourished. Yeah. They nourish that friendship and they sit around like a fire pit and have those deep conversations. And the next thing they know, they're like, wait a minute. I just had the most intense conversations with men I've never had before. Right. They just need to experience it, be surrounded by men.
0: Right. Who, well, men. even yesterday after we were done, um, a couple guys came down and... I gave them a number and it was like, I, I had like three text messages last night. Like, Hey, can we get together and just hang out on the patio over here? Can we go walk and play golf or can we? And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are two guys that if you met, you'd be like, these are mainly men that won't want to talk to any of the guys about their stuff. And all of a sudden you realize really quickly, Oh, they want to be in community with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and I think all of humanity is desperately clamoring. And then you come out of a, this pandemic a couple of years ago where Hey, we had to look at each other through a screen and we were isolated and insulated from people like, I I don't, do you guys, I'd be interested to in know now three years, four, I don't know. How many years are we post COVID now? When was COVID? When was that? Like, twenty twenty. was that 2020? We are almost four years, right? Um, yeah. It, it's like, how do you guys see now? Do you feel like that affected your community through that period of time? Um, and are you feeling the effects of it with the people around you right now? I'd be curious to know what you guys think about that.
1: I was already alone when COVID hit so i came out of it more like i'm gonna find people to be and you're gonna be my friend period but one thing i changed was my outlook just because i'm a this age what i won't say woman who has a kid doesn't mean i need to hang don't doesn't mean i need to hang out with women of the same age and with kids and that's working at pantano we have a group how many are in our production team 12 10 of us we are not the same at all. I mean, I'm hanging out with Grady, who's...
0: <laughs> what do you mean? Grady's exactly like you.
1: Grady. Well, that's... No, he's but not. But he brings cookies. But he does bring cookies. Right. He just bought a Tesla. We're twinning. But like Phil... like He also brings maturity to you. That Grady is, brought it, bought a Tesla, oh. Bought a Tesla. Yeah, he did. You know? I'm so proud of him. He's, he's, a, a, <laughs> he's a real boy. What a cool he's guy. He's a big <laughs>
0: boy. He's grown up.
1: But these are people I would never have thought I need to hang out with, but they all nourish my soul every time I do hang out with them. So I started to change my perception of like these are the people i should hang out like with fitting them in a box fitting them in a box and i've thought outside the box and i've built some of the best friendships because of it yeah.
0: yeah yeah how about you christine i'm just curious coming out of that whole isolation period did how did that affect you and then how has it changed the way you encounter a relationship now
3: pandemic, pandemic was really interesting because um i had friends who had strong opinions about all sides of the issue. Oh yeah. There was that. Shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You know, you're a Christian if you act this way, you're not a Christian if you don't do this. So
0: I think if you're talking that way, you're not a Christian. (laughs) Bunch of know it Oh yeah. But there's that.
3: So, um, again, with our, with our friend group, um, for the most part, we're on the same page, but you know, you still have to navigate, you know, I feel it's okay to act this way. And no, I don't agree with that. So, um, I think going through that together maybe made us stronger as, as friends. Yeah. Yeah. We it, broke the rules. Let's <laughs> be honest. <laughs> we did.
2: I broke them. I broke, I broke them every day. <laughs> all like the time.
0: I, our whole staff was gone. Like not in the office. My executive pastor and I, I was in Ohio every day. We'd come to the office. It was like, Hey, and he was like, are you wearing one of those? I'm like, Nope. nope. <laughs> and he was like, cool. Well, we won't take any pictures. I was like, you got it. Uh, you know, and it, but again, it, it put a weird, like it, just what you talked about, it put friendships in a weird spot because mm-hmm. even in my own home, my wife and I had different opinions on things about COVID. Yeah. She's a nurse. Yeah, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you should wear mask everywhere. I'm like, I'm in my own home. I'm not wearing a mask here. I'm outside. I'm, not, I'm in a car by myself. I'm not wearing a mask there yep. where they tell me I have to, I will abide by the law. Weird. But outside of that, you know, I'm like, yep. nope. and she's like, I'm wearing it everywhere. It ended <laughs> a
2: lot of relationships
0: that, that yeah. whole year. Oh, yeah.
1: was but that wild. teaches you a lot because it's like, yes. if this was a real true friendship, Absolutely. we should be able to sit and have conversations where we don't agree, yeah. but we're listening to each other and yep. we may not come to the same agreement, but we understand each other now. Yeah. And I think people tend to get defensive. Constantly. Everybody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. There can't be I'm not defensive. You are. (laughs) But uh, if I feel if we remove that and just like we said earlier, I'm coming from a good place, my intentions are good, and I'm going to assume the same of you, then we would all have better conversations and agree
2: to disagree at the end of the day and still love each other. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, even in our friend group, there's a lot of diversity, I think, (laughs) in terms of belief and theology and politics and and kind of all over the map. And I think it is. I think we're better. Yeah. Uh, because of that and
1: you're learning like this was my outlook and now i just listen to yours and like Absolutely. oh that changes my mm-hmm. perception a little yeah. bit Super helpful yeah
0: so so how do you navigate the there's some people that come into your life for a reason mm-hmm. some come in for a season and some come in for a lifetime yep um which by the way sonia used that little phrase yesterday and i'm like that's brilliant that's um good. so i it feels like the friend group that you guys have like this is probably a lifetime um, mm-hmm. seven years in, it's like, Hey, we probably like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you navigate? Cause I know there's some people they they get, they think every friendship's forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, I've been, maybe it's just the age that I am. Maybe it's being a ministry for 25 years. Um, I realized really quickly, there's just some people you think they're gonna be in your life forever and they're there for a very short amount of time or they're there for an extended period of time. And then all of a sudden they just, you part ways over maybe something significant or maybe you just drift apart. Um. How does how do you navigate that? Because we're all kind of in the same age range, um, mm-hmm. and minus Grandma Amanda over here. Um, oh, <clears throat> actually, I think Sneaker you're. Citizen. I think you might be the youngest in the room. I am. i oh, thank fact. you. Um, we won't talk about all the rest of that. But um, <laughs> but how do you navigate just deciphering that in friendship? Because I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, oh, I like I had a friend in Ohio who I thought, man, this is going to be a friend for life, and. Literally, like six years in, boom! It it imploded. They went. They lost their ever-loving mind on me. And working in the church was even harder because it was somebody that I trusted with things with me. And uh, and now I'm like, oh, you have a lot of intel on me that I shared with you in confidence that could now be public information for a lot of people because you want to take me out. Um, How do you navigate that? And have you had to navigate that? I guess maybe a better question. Start there. And then if you have, how have you navigated that?
2: Yeah, I think if you're going to be in relationship with anybody, you're going to navigate that. I think, and this I know is not for everyone who's listening, but I think being part of a church uh, makes it uniquely more challenging. I agree. And I, I think in fact, I've, I've been in a season probably the last year or so where I've been sort of intentionally kind of grieving some of those lost relationships because I think that's been incredibly painful and, and hard and, um, but I also, I was looking back at pictures, because so I was trying to pull that picture for Sunday of Maria and I, and I was looking back, and I was like, I have such good memories of people. And so I think there's something really sweet, too, about saying for a season of time, God gave me this community, these people, and I love them, and, and we live life together. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. So I think time and perspective gives you a little bit of, of, of ability to see that. But it's absolutely grief as part of relationships. I think that's one of the things that I was really praying about before Sunday is there are people that are hurt and that hurt creates walls in people's lives and they don't want to trust again. And and I think that's, that's an issue. Like we have to work through that and grieve that and be able to move forward and, and then let people in again.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How about you or Christine? I'm curious.
3: I think, uh, in the decade we are, most of us are in
0: <laughs> minus you, <laughs> What. Well,
3: she's so close though be. um so close yes, so far away <laughs> <laughs> i think you just start to realize that uh and and appreciate what you have at the moment and know it may not last forever but you're going to enjoy it while it lasts and you know yeah lean in as much as you can but also hold on loosely because as we've found things can change really quickly
0: yeah yeah and again that the reason season our lifetime like i think everybody comes in your life for a reason mm and you may learn something really good you may learn something really not so good um i think the the people that come in for for a season man they may they may be there for an extended period of time too and um, but then you'd have to decide whether you want to buy the extended warranty on that relationship you know and uh, and, and you know sometimes the answer uh, is and sometimes no. it's like stop calling me i don't, I yeah. don't want this extended warranty yeah. um but then there's people that you just know they're going to be your ride or die they're in, like matt is a my my ride or die guy i've been Since the day we met each other at Quantico Road Church of Christ, and, you know, I was eight years old, and we both had on blue Oxford shirts, khaki pants, and penny loafers. Twinning. Oh, and I valence. walked in and I was like, and we had pennies in the penny loafers. It was like, <laughs> of you did. I was like, that's my homie right there. We, <laughs> this is the worst non-gangster thing we've ever done in our by life. I've been
1: like nerd alert. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, back then though, that was the jam. What like did? especially in church World, uh, it was a long time ago yeah. um, because you don't live I in that decade. Um, you probably were very young at that point. Um, but but the reality was is like we knew in that moment, and we've we've weathered a lot of storms, ups and downs, and there's been some really hard moments in our friendship where it's like I don't know if we're gonna stay friends. Uh, but we always just kept drifting back into relationship together. And when life fell out a couple of times in both of our lives, the number one person we picked up the phone and called was each other. Mm. Um, there was a moment in his marriage that just imploded and he literally called me. He's like, are you sitting down? I'm like, well, I'm driving. So I hope so. Um, he was like, then pull off the road. And he gives me like this whole, what's going on. The next day I was on a plane back to Maryland. I was Mm. like, all right, time to fight. Here we go. Mm. And uh, and then when I, when I found myself without a job in Ohio, like I literally, he, he calls me and he was like, he happened to be in Indianapolis and he was like, I'm driving over. He was at a conference for a national police conference for, uh, for the police. And he was like, I'll leave the conference. I'm coming right now. Literally got in the car and two hours later was at my house. Like who does that? Well, friends do that. That's mm-hmm. what friends do. Some of you guys know Jeremy Jernigan that, mm-hmm. that preached here. Um, I, I remember Jeremy, I was in a really dark place in it right before all this stuff imploded in Ohio and, uh, the week before actually. And he calls me on a Sunday morning and he's a pastor. He knows what we all do on Sundays. He's like, Hey, where are you right now? I'm like, well, I'm at church. Like you probably should be right now. You're, and he goes, um, Hey, like, where's your office? And I was like, what do you mean? Where's my office? Where's your office? And he was like, I think I'm outside your door. I see a car and he's knocking on the door. He's flown across the country without letting me know, shows up, and, uh, walks backstage and prays over me that morning. Wow. And just like, I just felt like I needed to be here. And then a week later life imploded. And, uh, it was like, oh, he had a, that that's where you go. Friendship there. There's a deeper level of friendship mm-hmm. at that point. Um, it, that's you know, showing up in the mess, right? Y- yeah. That's where you go. Like, it, I, I don't care what happens with Jeremy and I and the rest of life. Um, he and I will stay connected as friends it just doesn't like the divergent him and I probably don't agree on some things in life. Um, in fact, I know we don't, but we, we can get past that because we have a deeper level of intimacy as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, and then Amanda, I think you know, just watching your, your growth and evolution just in relationships in the last year. Um, how has this played out for you?
1: It's been interesting. Yeah. Um, I was able to let go of old, like high school friendships. I've always been one to be like, we can't not be friends like that sucks. But then I'm like, I didn't even like the people I went to high school with. Well, you you learn. but And then I'm like, but I don't feel good around this situation. So I started to learn that it is okay to step back and let that just be a seasonal friendship and move on and grow. And then I've been put in situations where I was treated horribly and it ate me up and I could not let it go. But then I realized that's not me. That's on them. And once I realized that's not my problem, that's their problem, it was easier for me to grow and move on and know my worth. And what I have to offer. So yeah. it's been an interesting year for me, and I've learned a lot, and I've grown a lot, and I've tripped a lot, and I s- I'm still dealing with things, but I'm learning.
0: Yeah, but you're growing. You're that, growing. That's be- and I'm watching, like you step into the season of new friendships, mm-hmm. and uh, like you talked about sitting in that production room. You know, like that's a group of people I know that two years ago you probably would have been. Oh, these are the people I'm gonna hang out with. Yeah. And now they're the they're your they're your people. I was like- in
1: a car with four dudes <laughs> going to lunch. <laughs> That I would know, and it was a car of ADHD, and we just had seventeen conversations. So it was a car of you minutes, and then three other dudes, four dudes, four dudes. Yeah, and we we're all like such good. But, so friends. let me guess who was in there.
0: Probably Grady was in there. Yep. Um, Phil was in there. Yep. Was Chris in there? Nope. Oh. You, you might not. Oh, Robert. Robert but Robert you might not guess
1: there. the other one.
0: Mm. You got to have tell. He usually
1: me. doesn't go. Aaron.
0: Oh, Aaron's. I love Aaron by Aaron's the way. Aaron's. Great. That, Aaron's that secret friend yep. that, that slides in, <laughs> and you're like. Why do we not hang out and more? And
1: we're so similar. And I'm trying to make. I'm like, don't fight. Yeah. It, just know we're the same. Yeah. So I, I knew, I knew
0: Aaron and I were going to be really good friends when we went to Nashville with the production team last year. <laughs> and Christine, you were there. Yes. Like, and what happens in Nashville stays in Nashville. We don't, we don't talk about. I mean, some I know, but things. I wasn't there. Uh, you don't, FOMO. but you, but you don't know. No. Um, <laughs> go, well, you think you know, but what you don't know, you don't know. Um, <laughs> But that's when I knew, like, uh, even just watching the community inside of that team, mm-hmm. which I think goes back, go all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. Um, you and Chris both, but Chris is intentionally the reason why our worship team has the community that it has is because you and him have been really intentional. I've been in churches where that doesn't happen with mm-hmm. your worship team. You got 40 people on the team, and they're like, it, mm-hmm. it is. And they show up and they don't really know each other. And it's like, I'm better than you, and you suck. And, uh, you know, yeah. and it's like, uh, there's all these hurt feelings of somebody's on or not on, and uh, I just don't experience that here at all. Like there's just yeah. none of that, and I think I think you and Chris have worked really intentionally with yeah. that team together to make that community feel like, hey, we're family, mm-hmm. and uh, family supports each other. We don't dog each other. We don't we don't try to take each other out. We try to lift Build each other, each other out. up.
1: Yeah. I rush out of my house at 7 a.m. every Sunday to get here. And it has nothing to do with anything except the people in the community and the family and then the message. And it's like, I want to be here. And I walk back in the green room with the worship team and I'm just like, these are my people. I don't know half yeah. of you, but I'm going to get yeah. to know you right now. Well, I feel so that I way it. every day
0: coming to work. Yeah. Like I, and I can tell you, it's not been that way my whole ministry career, mm-hmm. but I I'm here at seven o'clock and I get it. When I hear doors start opening, I'm like, Oh, who's here. Yep. And And there was a time where I was like, I'm just going to shut my door and hope nobody hears me. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, let's open the door and see who's here because there's a community and a family here. Um, so as we, as we start wrapping this up, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. This is just lighthearted. What's the funniest story that each of you would be able to tell. And it doesn't have to be the same story for each of you.
3: Be able to tell,
0: Uh, be be, be able to tell. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Correct. What is, what is the funniest story that you'd be able to tell about something in your, just the two of you in your friendship for the last seven years, um, You may have the same story. You, you're both sitting here going, I don't know if we have a funny story. I'm like, that's not true because I've been around y'all. Um, but what would what would you just – it pops up as a core memory of, man, this was just the funniest or the most fun thing that I remember us doing as a friend.
2: Oh, I have an idea. And Christine can kind of pipe in because she'll remember it too. But we we went to – we rented a hotel room for my birthday – one year, it was just in Oro Valley. Nothing, nothing oh, gosh. crazy. I have the same story, and um, oh. I don't. Even I like know if I, can, the same. I don't even know if I can describe it, but we were in a car. <laughs> I I basically laughed until I peed. Mm-hmm. So literally, yeah. Oh man, I think that's so. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I I'm gonna that. let Christine maybe finish it. Since yes. It's so,
3: um, Kristen is obsessed with cactus, special beautiful cactus. So she. She takes a lot of pictures. some cactus in the median. And we decided (laughs) we are going to go on a hike In the median? In the median, in the middle of the road.
0: Okay, okay.
3: And we are going to take some pieces of cactus. I like how you whispered, like, if I say it quieter, we won't go to jail. And didn't she even... Ask Will to bring us clippers.
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah, somehow we got we got clippers. We did it in the dark. Yeah, so, so
3: Rebecca's driving the getaway car, yeah. and, and I'm like hiding in the back seat, laughing, crying, it terrified. Was just We're gonna get arrested. Yeah,
0: this mix of people sounds <laughs> hilarious to me because I I know everybody right now involved in this and uh. I can see how this plays out. Well,
2: I know because there's people like Christine and Erica who are rule followers <laughs> and the rest of us are like, who cares? Like, we're just going to steal the cactus. <laughs> and, <laughs> we're but Chris- just going to steal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is such my attitude. Right? It's just a cactus. <laughs> there's millions cactus. of them. <laughs> exactly. Just take it. Yeah,
2: But Christine and Erica are like, guys, we can't do this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
2: it's illegal. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, I don't know if it's illegal. illegal. It's kind of like Elf cutting it's down the tree upon. in Central Park. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I... I mean you could go to jail it's probably a felony but you didn't so i mean you know so how did it end? did you actually get the cactus
2: yeah. oh yeah we all i still have it in I my backyard <laughs> is, so is it the one
3: that you have a piece oh
0: you're now incriminated. <laughs> you have a piece like oh. i like how she's like guys this is illegal can i have a piece <laughs> i have no evidence <laughs> 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 oh that's great um we've I, had a lot though a lot I, I can fun. i mean i okay can i tell you one more you can so oh, yeah. recently oh, um at go. our
3: fabulous jc penny photo shoot um, we decide. Let's go to dinner afterward. Okay. Let's go to North Restaurant. Which Dress, is J- L- which Dress is J-C nice toidy Yes, toidy we did not change La Encantada. So yeah. we waltz in, and you know Rebecca's out front in her. Christmas pickle onesie.
2: Yeah, I really made a show of it. Walked through the entire <laughs> restaurant, kind of like, right all there. the way to the that's back. That's my girl right there. Oh,
0: like, man. I like what's going down oh, right man. now. Yeah,
3: the looks we got were fabulous.
2: Yeah, so I, I made I made sure to make oh. a scene.
0: That that is I fantastic. Like that makes I'm me really happy it. to hear. Yeah. Oh, like the picture alone, like the pictures are great, but to know that that's the after <laughs> yeah. story, it's like. <laughs> Let's stay in character.
1: <laughs> you guys would have walked in. I'd be like, I want to be friends with him. <laughs> that's what I would have thought. That's where she's
0: like, let me go to the car. I got a onesie 2 I'll be right back. Probably, uh, Yeah. Yeah.
3: And that's what I love. We can just be stupid idiots together and yeah. we just have fun. Yeah. But so, then
0: you also, really when life falls apart, you guys step right in, yeah. which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I, I get, I, like I, you guys telling the story about the median. Again, I'll go back to Matt. Uh, we've got so many of those, right? But we decided we were going to st- go steal signs one night when we were in high school. And... Uh, like he lived on Mary Jane Drive. Oh. we were like, okay, we got to start with that one. Yeah. So we got Mary Jane Drive because we had friends that we know would buy that sign. Um, then he lived, the, 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 around the corner was Independence Drive, which Independence Day had just come out with Will Smith. So we were like, that was his favorite movie. It was like, all right, we'll get that one. And then there was like this stop sign on this main road, or uh, well, not a stop sign. It was one of those um, like slippery when wet signs, you know, like the car with the little snakes behind it. And, um, and so he was like, I'll get that when you loop around. So it's on a main road. And we're like two in the morning and I come driving down the road and I see him running with his head down. I was like, what is he doing? And apparently the wood was rotted and I didn't know it. And he rams his head into the wood of the sign and it falls over and he catches it on his shoulder in one full through swo- and just keeps running down the road <laughs> and then just jumps in the car and throws it in the back. And he's like, we got to go. We got, I was like, there are no cars out here, bro. It's 2am. You know, and there's just thousands of those stories when you're in friendship, mm, yes. you know, and then you also remember the stories that you're like, oh, life fell apart. Here we go. We're in together. Um, but sometimes I think if you don't experience the stupid, crazy stuff, you don't ever get to experience the really hard stuff either, because it, there's gotta be a balance in that friendship of, if it's always just, everybody's got drama all the time. I, I think that's draining, but yeah. if it, but if it never goes any deeper than, and we're pulling cactus out of a median and walking around in onesies, um, it, you know, if it doesn't go deeper than that, it, that's really just an acquaintance, not a friendship. Yeah. And, you
2: live life together, good yeah. and bad, hard and, and fun, all of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. So Christine, you're new to the show. Um, every first time guest gets this question. Um, but if you could, if you could leave our listeners with just like, this is the last thing somebody's going to hear from you. This is the last soundbite of Christine. What is the one piece of advice you would give our listeners? And this is the last thing that's ever going to be heard from you. What would it be?
1: Wow! Because you're not going to be on the podcast again, no That's other honey. reason. Oh yes, yeah. she is because she had fun.
0: You know how I know because she was She's like, "Can I tell one more again. story? Yeah. Can I tell one more story?" When she said that, I'm like, "She's going to come back." And she, just be
1: prepared, people. It's not going to be the last time you hear from Christine. Because it is we not. have a little surprise coming up. You'll be Lord seeing it. Christine, mm-hmm. her beautiful mm-hmm. face. You
0: almost heard her on stage oh, this last oh, weekend. It was.
3: I was devastated. It was yeah. close. I was too. It was close. See, God knew I wasn't supposed to be up there. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Get out. Maybe the enemy
0: was working overtime. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's just say that. Correct. Um, be, yes. So, so what is that last piece of advice you would give?
3: Um, I would say and you guys ins- insist I'm not an introvert, but I really am. Um too much peopling drains me. So, um I think it's just really helpful to intentionally put yourself out there. Mm. You know, find a group. Find like like we talked about Rocky Point mission trips. I mean, we've I've Develop some really cool deep friendships out yeah. of those trips. Yeah. So if you are looking for a way to make friends, you just you have to be intentional.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Christine, I would say you are at my prayer table. Uh, unfortunately, you are there twice now. I am sorry. Unfortunately, uh, for her, not for me. I am very thankful she's there, <laughs> but she's had two rounds now. Um, and I, I've told you this a few times, and our our tables told you this. Um, you and Robert especially are the two people that I know that uh, you've leaned more into the discomfort of who you might naturally be. And I'm watching God do these amazing things through your discomfort. Um, And that comes from you having real relationships with people that are pushing you to be in the uncomfortable spots that they see potential in you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm watching you step into that. And I would, I would second the advice you just gave. If you're, especially if you would label yourself an introvert and you're like man I desperately need community but I don't have an extrovert that's just trying to pursue me um <laughs> they, they don't have an Amanda um that you're going to be my friend I don't yeah. care kind of what you did to yeah. to well, Maria. Pro, I, I think have. we
2: I think we did that to Christine too <laughs> yeah, I don't think
1: I <laughs> well, we gave her much I told it's Trevor down, too yeah. I said pro and con of being my friend pro you got a friend con
3: it's, it's me, me. <laughs> yeah yeah it's true
0: uh, but I would I would suggest that to anybody is like yes lean in take the risk um and you may get burned a few times before you find the mm-hmm. right people. That's okay. You, you'll learn what you don't want and what you do want. Um, y'all, thanks for being on the podcast today. Uh, Rebecca, thank you for a fantastic message this weekend. Mm-hmm. The feedback Absolutely. just continually goes through the roof. Uh, Christine, thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah. for uh, pushing through, saying yes. Um, we kind of covertly suckered her into Maybe. this. We were of like, oh, a it's a friend's bit. thing. We're going to do this <laughs> as a friend's thing. It'll she's be amazing. great. And then she's like, can I tell another story? Yes. Yes, you yep. can. Um, but thanks for being on. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, thanks for listening, uh, all seven or eight of you. Thanks for taking a listen. Hey, by the way, I had friends come back from uh, the Midwest, brought me some coffee from actually Honduras. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that more next week. Did you guys just see those lights the go light back just there? Turned off. Yeah, Nobody absolutely. can see what oh we're my seeing. Gosh,
1: my but Sasha, it's great. It's great.
0: Grady has walked in the back of this room Hi, the last few podcasts. Last uh-huh. week, we asked him to come talk about sex, and he said no. Yep. Um, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that, would have been, would have that would have been great. Very um, silent, really Grady, very we, Grady, we did talk about your Tesla. Um, we talked about your new Tesla today. Um, yep. So you'll have to listen for that. Um, <laughs> did Grady
2: get a raise? Is that
0: what uh, it's Grady Brady learned how to save money. That's yes. what Grady learned how to do. Grady needs yeah. a raise. And he learned Damn. how to shop. That's uh, <laughs> that's what he did. Um, got a good deal. He found a coupon on Groupon. <laughs> they, had a, they had a Groupon. Buy one Tesla, get the second one at 20% <laughs> off. <laughs um, but thanks for listening. Glad you guys are here. Hey, do us a favor, share this. If you like what you're listening to, if you don't, don't tell anybody you don't like it, just don't listen. Uh, but if you do like it, uh, share it, uh, let us know, leave us some comments, uh, go review it. And if, uh, you would like us to talk about something in particular, you can go to the anchor app, anchor.fm slash the make, and, uh, you can leave a voice message there, or you can send us some comments on Instagram, on social media, where you can just, uh, you can go to Amanda social media. Um, I'll probably oh, answer. She probably will. Mm-hmm. I probably won't. Um, Just not because I don't love you. I just won't. Just won't. I just will forget. That's and so, what I'm here for. But that's why Amanda's here. <laughs> hey, thanks again for being on with us. We love you all. We will see you on the next episode of The Make. Peace.